You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hello, hello, angels. Welcome to episode 51 of the Freud's Angels podcast. What are we going to bring to everybody today, Amy? Well, we, <laughs> we just did a live, um, Friday, yesterday, I was gonna say yesterday, no, two days ago. And a big theme of it was, you know, career purpose, passions, and we kind of felt fired up and I, you know, me and Vanessa, we tend to do this. We, we, something sticks in us and we just kind of begin to get fired up about it. And so today we're going to talk about, you know, your passion is your purpose, and, you know, we had the, the rare occurrence where two people wanted a readings. Um, and usually we have many more than that, but I think, I think it came to fruition for a reason. It's all in divine timing. A, that person needed it. And yeah. B, there was something in there that we were mining for that jewel that we were looking for, I think, in a sense of for us and yeah. for us to share with the rest of the, our community and our tribe, because I really feel that, you know, we spend our whole lives searching for our purpose. So many of us do. Um, I mean, I took a course called Life Purpose Divination. Excuse Mm -hmm. me. I mean, are we not all seeking that in a sense? I mean, I don't know about you, Vanessa, but um, I've spent many a money looking for my purpose and wondering what that is. (laughs) Yeah. And chasing but it isn't (laughs) trial and error. (laughs) Right. Which is, we will definitely be discussing how that happens because it's not innate in in us to go searching in the wrong place. (laughs) No. And here's the thing is that I think in what I've learned in all of my searching is that, and, and something I've been thinking about is, is that we spend so much time, looking for it to be a thing. Yes. Like one thing, like this is my purpose. My purpose is X. Yeah. But I feel that in life we have many different purposes Sure. and I feel that all of them are tied to what lights us up. I feel it's not, we're not here. I know you can say the destiny and the fate, you know, some of you feel that that's, that's what it is. And I feel that we are here to live our passion. What makes, what makes us happy? What gives us joy? You know, what, if you could do that, the, the how and the purpose will fall in suit. It will fall into alignment because you innately will learn on how to construct that passion into your, your way of life. You're living your life even if it's not a nine to five job, it doesn't matter. Right. Well, that's the thing. 
we like we turn this into this tunnel vision type thing and forget to open that 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 whole thing up to like well maybe we have many destinies maybe we have many instances of faith maybe we have many passions and as our lives change our passions change think about what what you were super passionate about when you're 16 years old most likely it has changed a bit <laughs> over you know however many years it's been since you were 16 years old maybe the root of it hasn't but the way it manifests in your life has does that mean that you have lost your passion not necessarily it just means you know that that it has morphed as you as a human being have morphed you know and i think that that's you know a lot of us are like you said searching for that one thing and it's like when you open that up and understand that it is not one thing that it is not one passion it is not simply one purpose we we serve purpose all over the place yep. right like what purpose i serve as a friend to one person my purpose is different with another person, right? Because of the gifts that I, that we share together that, you know, it's, it's, it's really, we, we are taught to do this American dream thing. And I think that's kind of where this began <laughs> because people traded their passion for having, wanting, trying to get and trying to have what was, what was shown to us as, winning and succeeding and all of that so then it, it's not in alignment with our hearts and our souls of course it's not not it's not that nobody ever is aligned to be like i would love to work 10 hours a day at a job that does not light me up that i'm super aligned with that <laughs> that is my american dream <laughs> you know <laughs> there's not a soul on earth that if you said what do you want to do today gotta go i want to go stand on my feet for 10 hours and serve people who are yelling at me <laughs> about food like nobody wants that we do that because we think it's going to get us at something and so when we became those people we started to bring it was like our our collective souls were like find your purpose find your purpose because we were so far from our passion that it is like that inkling inside of like you are not serving your passion yeah. find it find it find it and because we have you know, collectively as a society lost the ability to do that. It was very hard for people to understand what that meant. And it's like, here we are to tell you that it means all things, yes. which is not meant to be overwhelming. It's meant to be freaking exciting. Yes. Well, and liberating. I mean, like my, and some passions and some, some purposes are short lived. Like I knew that when I lived in Canada and I had these three children that I knew at that moment, what my purpose was with those kids. And when I left, my purpose ended. Like, it doesn't mean I don't still support and, and, and give, but that moment, that purpose is done. Like we have so many over our lifetimes oh that goodness. we, uh, we don't realize, I think how, you know, how many we actually do. Yeah. And for those of you who looked at like people like, for those like in my industry. Okay. Let's, let's talk about my industry, which is the only thing I can speak to. Cause I'm not anything else other than a healer, you know, other than, I mean, I am, but like, this is the industry <laughs> I'm in, but yeah. you know, we look to want to share our gifts with the world, share our messages. And we aspire to be people like 
Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, Cheryl Richardson, um, back when Dorian Virtue was before she denounced her work. You know, we look to be those types of people. And I think that we think, you know, it's like there's so many marketing tips and tricks and how to do this. And we're all in this cookie cutter space where I think we lose the passion in our purpose. I think we lose it once we go, we we turn it. And it's not to say you can't make money from your passion. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that when we start to sign on to someone else's way of doing things, we lose our authenticity with our passion. A hundred percent. And the great chip games. <laughs> Anybody who knows, knows that my dating quest was called the chip games project. That will be hopefully the name of the book when I finally finish it, I'll have to probably reach out to Chip Games and find out if that's okay. But (laughs) um, I'm reading his book right now. And in that book, he discusses exactly that about how he and Joanna started with passion. And then as the whirlwind of their popularity and their fame began, he was like, I completely lost myself. He's like, and we had to have a sit down about how, like, this is not what we did this for you know, and they did exactly that of like, we have so much, but we are disconnected from that passion and it is not okay. And that's why they took that year off. Yeah. I mean, they ended up having a baby too, but like, it looked like they took it off to have the baby, but they were really just like, it's too much. This is not what we were here for. We're now living for what other people are telling us to do. And it yeah. was so misaligned. And it was, I mean, it's a magical book. It's, it's actually about networking, but it's so much of that personal experience of authenticity and having to have it in order to not only succeed, but to enjoy success on a soul level. Because if you're disconnecting from it, because exactly what you just said, now we're living somebody else's, we're we're denouncing our soul in that moment of like, well, it doesn't matter what you want. This is what somebody told us we want. So we're going to go that way. Yeah. And it never, it's not sustainable. And it doesn't mean that we can't gain information from other people. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people with a lot of information out there, However, we, but we have to stay true to ourselves. Yep. We have to remind ourselves that we are the driving factor of our passion and our purpose. Yes. We have to, you know, really come in with this. If it doesn't feel authentic, that's why I, I you know, you could say that's why I'm not successful because with my other businesses, because of the fact that I don't sign on to a lot of the, the, you know, the, the hustle and grind type of message that those people, and that may be true, but it's going in a way that I need it to be hundred percent. I'm not, I, I haven't stopped manifesting. Mm-hmm. I haven't stopped doing what I love to do. I haven't stopped you know, being taken care of by spirit and the universe supporting me and living my passions. I haven't, that hasn't stopped just mm-hmm. because I'm not signed on to someone's marketing strategy. Yeah. I, because I I am, I manifested where I'm living. I manifested my job. I manifested, you know, all the things in the past three months I've manifested. So yeah. I can't sit here and tell you that, you know, oh yeah, once you, once you don't sign on and you go your own path, it's hard. And it's no, it's not, Yeah, (laughs) it's not, but I know that when I'm in my heart and I'm living my passion and I'm doing what makes me happy and lights me up, 
that I am always supported in the way that I need to be, or the help will show up as it, as it's intended. And I, you know, I just, I, it's hard to have that faith. I get it. There was a time I didn't have the faith, but there was also a time where I'm like, well, it's either sink or swim. And I thought, well, universe, you need to help me swim across this channel because I, I'm I'm not going to stay here. You have to support me. And it it did all of this, all of it happened. (laughs) Of course it did. And (laughs) I think it's important for you to, you know, like to like highlight that your passion, you have learned how to disconnect it from the marketing and from the hustle and grind and from all of that kind of stuff, because it's not necessarily tied to money right now. And that's that maybe you will in the future tie it that way, but it will be on your time. It will be in your heart and your soul. It will be aligned with you in such a way that it does not become effort that it will be effortless because you'll be ready. You'll have the time, you'll have the space, you'll have the the frequency to be able to step into that if you want to, if you, you know, and that's the thing that I think is really, really important. And this is what kind of triggered even this podcast was having that experience with somebody and trying to get at that, like you said, that, that nugget of, okay, we're talking about passion and we're linking it to career. And we have to disconnect that because when we try to do that, we not only focus on one passion, we have many passions. We are now tying it. Our success is now monetary measured. And like, that is just some capitalist bullshit that was made up guys. Like somebody made that up at one point, 300 years ago, (laughs) People who were medicine women weren't doing it because they were going to buy a Mercedes. Like (laughs) they were just doing it because they were fucking healers. And that was their purpose. They loved doing it. They enjoyed doing it. It was where it was where they belonged. And so they did it. But you can you better believe it wasn't the only thing that they did. They did many other things because it was tied to what is my spirit, my heart, my soul calling me to do. I shall do it. And it was very, very simple. We have complicated shit as human beings and our money, money ways. I'm not going to get as crazy as I just thought I was going to. <laughs> I, Cause I love money too, man. Like I do. I love what it brings to me. I love that. I love to travel with it. I really wish though, that it wasn't something that was so painful for a lot of people because the idea of thinking that what you enjoy has to bring you money is what's really dragging people down, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and the, the instance of when we think about passion with career, some, some of us, I mean, I've been lucky enough to find some career with my passion, but I really, and you know, I mean, I were talking about this before. I really just want to hang out with my kid all day <laughs> long, every day until she's done hanging out with me because I'm not cool anymore. I want to hang out with my kid all the time. It's not practical. (laughs) I can't live off of that. So I do something else that I enjoy. I really enjoy my job. I love my job, but I try to do it as little as possible so that I still have maximum time with her. It's not about making millions of dollars right now and put and taking time away from her. 
I need that time with her. That is my, one of my major passions in my life right now. And it doesn't bring me money. I'm not going to turn away from it. You know, like if you have something, if you like to paint, don't not do it because nobody's buying your art. It's not about that. Once you make it about that though, you're signaling to the universe that it's not your passion, that you, that you don't want to do it, that you're only doing it for money. And that's not what we want, you know, because that's going to tell, that's going to turn us off from it. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people have difficulty with that concept. Well, and it's true. And a lot of people, you know, you know, a lot of people would say, well, you work a nine to five, you know, you're not working your passion. You're not, well, yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> however, however, I manifested how I wanted my nine to five to look like. I work from home. I work for a company that is near and dear to my heart. I work that I believe in their mission. And I, you know, I have set it up so that I don't have to leave my home. Yep. And that means I have more time to do Freud's angels. I have more time to do other stuff. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I'm not doing what's my heart's work. Yeah, absolutely. It's a different facet of what my heart's work is. My heart's work is to promote mental health healing. Mm -hmm. And my company has created an app to promote measurable mental health healing to to prove (sighs) to insurance companies that we do need these services and they do need to be available to people. And so that we provide ways to measure how well people are doing with mental health services. And I think it's amazing. And I think it's one of the best things in the world because I am pro mental health. Look what, I mean, what are you listening to Freud's angels? You know, it's so I am living a facet of my heart's passion Mm -hmm. in a different way. Yeah. I'm taking my expertise, which is years and years and years of knowledge and putting them in a way that it, uh, it, it serves a purpose somewhere, Absolutely. but I'm still doing healings. I'm still doing readings. I'm still doing all of that. That's still happening. It's yeah. not, it's just, I'm not relying on it for my cash money. I mean, every now and again, I need to tell the universe that I need to say, Hey, could you bring me a couple of healings? I need, I need a little bit of extra cash or could you bring me this much cash, you know, in yeah. some way and, you know, somebody will have owed me money or somebody will have returned something or, you know, something will yeah. happen. Well, to bring me that money, I don't yeah. stress about it. I'm not relying sure. on it, but it's part of my heart's work. And that will be something I do far more as I begin to build where I'm just landed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I think we need to take the expectation off of ourselves and off of our passions to create this wealth of money. It's not up to that. It's up to how much, how do you relate to money? How do you, what is your relationship with it? Because I could work until I was blue in the face. I could work overtime to make money because I had such a horrible relationship with money. Yeah. But when I left my, when I moved in February, I said, shit's going to be different. Yeah. I know I can manifest money. I'm clearing my relationship with money. I know that what I'm worth, I know that I deserve this much money. And so when I went into looking for work, I'm like no lower than this. 
And I set my bar pretty high. And I said, nope, this is what I want. And this is what I need. This is what I'm, this is, I'm worth this and more. And sure enough, somebody came in at my, at my high end of my scale. And I, because I know what I'm worth and I'm telling the universe, Hey, this is what I'm worth. I need this. Right. And simultaneously you're living in your passion. Like I'm not doing a job that doesn't align with who I am. That was there too, right? And so what happened? You're doing a job that you feel heart, soul connected to and getting the money you've asked for. Funny how that happens. (laughs) And and that's the important thing. You were able to take the scope away, right? Like you could have, and I just saw another orb go by you. People, um, we're we're recording this on Zoom and like ever since Amy moved into the space, it's like, I see these fluttering orbs going around her all the time. It's beautiful. Um, (laughs) And I feel like the need to point it out every time I see it. Um, (laughs) But anyway, like the idea of pulling pulling out of that that narrow um, viewpoint of what it means to do something that is in your passion. You could have 100% said that my healings are the only thing that is possible for me to be happy living my passion and making money. You could have said that and you're blocking out literally everything else when you do that. And that's what you didn't do. And that's the important thing that I'm trying to like, you know, let everybody know is that you, what you think it is, is more likely very, very pigeonholed that we have to expand. We have to understand that there's things we haven't even seen or experienced that we can connect with and that become passion. You don't allow it. And that's the problem. Like when I I can remember finishing grad school and being ready to step into the space of, you know, being a therapist and, you know, looking backwards, of course, it was the universe being like me, (laughs) like, we're pretty sure this isn't what you want to do this way because I was very much, you know, ready to step into that clinical role, even though I didn't feel aligned with it. And I, my internships, I was uh, as always getting in trouble for not doing the rules the way that you're supposed to do them according to theory and all this shit. Um, But so what happened when I went to go look for a job, I said to myself, I'm not going to go back to, I, I had worked at a pharmaceutical company before. I was completely not aligned with it in any way other than trying to connect with, well, they're trying to help people somewhere along the line. And I'm part of that thing. And that was what got me through, but it wasn't enough. I said, I don't want that. I want to work someplace that I feel good about. And there it was. I get this, this interview and I, it, it was in New York City. I had never worked in New York City before, but I lived very, very close. It was kind of stupid that I never did. There was a bus stop across the street from my apartment the whole time I lived there. Express bus to the city wasn't time. But when it became time, I remember going. I had no idea how to get there. I just kind of winged it, getting on the subway and whatever. And I showed up and, and, and I knew when I got there, I was like, I'm going to get this job. This is the, this, this, I want this job. This job is not a therapy job, but I want it. And it was a company that uh, assists the homeless in New York city. It's a whole entire program of shelters and learning programs. They have like a farm where they, you know, 
learn gardening and bring it to local restaurants. I mean, the whole entire place was beautiful and it was nonprofit. So I felt good about that, (laughs) but I worked there for two years in purchasing and telecommunications, which is obviously not a therapist guys (laughs) in any way. And I loved it. I loved that company. I loved everybody that I worked with. Those two years were so beautiful. I only left because I moved to Florida because that was the next thing that felt right. But I was able to expand and say, what do I have skills in that I, that can be measurable for survival at this point that it was survival. I'm living in New Jersey, very expensive. You got to manifest a heck of a lot more money than <laughs> some other places. <laughs> and it was like, I need to be sustainable, but I need to be happy. Yeah. I need to, lo- I need to love the purpose. Yeah. And I mean, people didn't understand it. You just finished your effing master's degree and now you're going to go work in an office in a cubicle. And it was like, yes, I am. Because this is what I need right now. Yeah. This is what I want right now. I needed that break. I needed that time. I needed that space. I needed to not have to worry about financials while I figured out my next step. Yeah. And that only happens when you expand your awareness of what else is there. What else can I actually do? It's not necessarily that I know hundred percent that being a clinical therapist is for me. Looking back, the universe knew way better than I did, right? <laughs> so like, that's what we, if you're listening to this right now and you're experiencing that, think about that concept of the future you looking back in the rear view and being able to say, thank God I expanded my awareness of what else could connect to my passion because look where I am now. Yeah. And it's going to come in the most weirdest ways. Mm -hmm. As I had to set up the parameters of what I wanted. And Mm -hmm. I said, and universe, I, and, and, you know, there was many other jobs I applied to that weren't a good fit. I had two interviews, um, I was going to, but I was holding out because I wanted this job, the job that I have, because mm-hmm. I knew it was more in aligned with what I wanted. It was aligned in what I asked for money. It was aligned in what I asked for to work remotely. I mean, I can work anywhere. Yeah. I can go, I can yeah. leave here, go on a train and do my job. Yeah. Like I am not tied to my home. I, I can do my work anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have to do it safely because of what I'm doing, but you know, I, yeah, like I have, um, you know, a very, a very good like position and a very good outlook about what I'm doing. And I get to be at home, which means I control my eating, which means he healthy. Mm -hmm. I get to hang out with my cat. Who's a pain in the butt. Every time I have a meeting, which is what she, you know, what she's here for. It's her role. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I just, but it may not be the depth of the passion that I work in when I do my other work, but it is something I'm passionate about because Absolutely. I do, I do feel. And so, but I never would have, I never would have expected this to happen. Mm-hmm. I just really was looking for a job in billing and, and, and what I do best. And this job showed up and I'm like, oh my God. I want that job. That's the company for me. I knew immediately that that's where I needed to be. And it was just a waiting for everything to happen. So, and having faith, 
-hmm. and just trusting and just holding out because I could have taken those other jobs that paid me far less that were in the office that was not remotely. And I just held out because I knew what I wanted and I knew it was coming. So we just have to, I think I, and I, and I know we're kind of almost repeating and and beating the dead horse, so to speak, but I I really want to be very clear to you that switch off your brain, switch, get out of the logical brain, get out of the societal capitalistic type of thinking and get into what your heart is telling you to do because if it's going to tell you what to do or share with you what your passion is it's also going to tell you how to do it it's also going to tell you what you need to do yeah it's going to open your eyes so that you'll see it you know, like we, we, people talk about it, you know, it's right under your nose or you can't see the forest or the trees or, you know, like there's all these, these catchy little quips that we use for it's uh, obvious, but it's only obvious if you're looking. And that's like the key is, is that, you know, when you activate that part of your brain that says, you know, we're, we're deprogramming right now. We are deprogramming, deprogramming. We're writing a new program based on who we are not who a group of people decided we need to be this signal brain signal we're, we're we're creating a new filter the new filter is it goes through this what is this is this heart and soul or is this programming that's the filter that we create and when we start to do that and say well this is what i really love i love this our eyes become open to other ways that that can manifest into your life you know we allow that show us this because this is what I love. Show me all the different ways that that can come into my life. Let me look, let me see, let me browse the store (laughs) of possible ways to live out this passion. We're window shopping at this point, but we can't window shop if we're going to have our eyes closed or if we're just going to stare at the one thing in the window that we've decided is the only possible thing to bring joy. And it is that simple. And we maybe are beating a dead horse, but I think A lot of us sometimes have to hear information differently, even if we've heard it 10 times before. The 11th time we're like, oh, (laughs) now I get it. (laughs) And like, I feel like that's our hope is that even, you know, I even felt like leaving that live on Friday. I was like, I still didn't say what I wanted to say. And I just, it's because it wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. It wasn't there. I, it wasn't in my awareness even that that's what I wanted to teach. And, you know, for me, that was a little bit of a sad moment because I was like, man, I mean, I do that. (laughs) Why couldn't I do it in that moment? What was I, what was I hung up on? Yeah. You know, like, so that was my, my whole thing, but just, you know, seeing when people are doing that pigeonholing, it makes me want to be like, no, no, my gosh, like, please don't close off to all the beautiful things that are possible for you that you don't even know about yet. You know, bring yourself back to being like an explorative toddler who touches everything to know what it feels like, that wants to taste everything to know what it tastes like, because it's the only way you're going to know what you like. Yeah. Go back to that. Go back to that awe of, wow, there's so many things out there and, and, and keep yourself away from this is the only thing I'm good at. This is the only thing I can do. This is the only way to live out my passion understand that there are many passions that you will find along the way with your eyes open. 
expect the miracle. Expect the miracle. And expect that that miracle may look silly to somebody else, but it only matters to you. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people out there that think I'm crazy for the way that I feel about being a mom because their experience isn't the same, but it's like all of our experiences are different. Yeah. You know, for me, it's a, it's, it's, it's an innate different kind of passion, maybe because of the infertility stuff, maybe because of the stuff that I went through. Sure. Maybe that's the connection, but it's all good. Like that person who doesn't feel the same way that I feel has a different passion that they're, that, that they can connect with. Yeah. Two, so that you you know you can have multi multi passion. Imagine that. Imagine having a life where you do ten things that are passionate, ten times the passion. I don't know. Oh. That I, could, I don't know that I could contain the joy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Think that's what children do, though. We lose that ability because the society beats us out of beats it out of us. Children are like, I'm so happy. I'm at the beach. I'm so happy I touched the sand. My child, obviously I'm using it as an example, give her some ice cream. This is the best ice cream ever. This is the best day ever. I mean, because they just allow themselves to feel the joy and understand that there's joy in every little thing that they do. It's all and, awesome. And every day can be the best day ever. Yeah. They don't limit themselves to one just because they're afraid yeah. of having one. No, you're, you're limited to unli- unlimited best day evers. <laughs> Yeah. And you get to like, cause it's the next day, like, right. You're, you're, if you're improving on your life, every day is the best day you've ever experienced yep. every day. Yep. You know, even the days that didn't go according to plan, it's still like, man, I learned some new, I learned some new shit today. Like yep. this sucked. Like I didn't want to learn it this way, but the knowledge that I gained today, I didn't have yesterday. Yep. So a freaking men, I leveled up again today. <laughs> right yeah exactly. we, can see, we can see it that way you know it doesn't mean you skip through it and be like hey you know you can still be laying in your bed laying down going I leveled up today because <laughs> I learned some shit like it doesn't have to be <laughs> all bubbly <laughs> it doesn't have to look like that <laughs> and you can do whatever I mean I have learned in this past few months as Hello, Kippy. Um, as I have manifested and worked with the universe and, and come to um, a very, like, what's the word I'm looking for? A very clear indication of where I'm at. And like, I gained so much clarity by having a month, two months off because I needed to really kind of figure out where I was at and, and where I was manifesting from. Because I was, I was beginning to manifest from a space of lack. Yeah. Um, And, you know, and I, in that moment and in that time, I looked at how I had restricted myself from being in my heart for so long. Like it was such a obvious restriction, such Mm -hmm. an obvious, like, no, you have to be serious and work and you can't have fun and work or you can't have fun. And, you know, and I, I had to really work out that belief system and I'm yeah. still serious. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a serious person. I think a lot more laughter, but I still think I have a side of seriousness. Yeah. Um, but I just decided that if being silly was going to make me happy, then being, I'm going to be silly, like in my job in my day, you know, in, in everything, like if I could add a bit of silliness to make myself happy, 
then that's what I was going to do. And I think that, that when we work in our heart, sometimes that may come forth, like you said, as silly to the silliestness, if that's a word. Um, there is now. but like you know it's like yesterday it's like I had all this angsty feelings around doing the live during mercury and about other things and and what makes me happy sometimes is putting on a pair of cat ears because they're funny and they're silly and they make me happy and it reminds me of to be my cat who is unequivocally curious and she don't care she don't care who you are She's still going to act like her crazy self. And I was like, I need some of that in my world today. So what do I do? I put my cat ears on and do a live in cat ears because it brought me to the level of enjoyment that I needed to do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And when we look at what we're doing for work or what we're doing for our passions and whether it's monetarily, you know, induced or not ask yourself, what would make this even better? Yeah. How could you make it even better? And to really step into that and to really step into bringing that to your heart and to bring the joy and the laughter. And I could go to work in these, my meetings and have my cat ears on. And I think that they would be like, okay, she's weird, but cool. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, you know, one day I may, I may try that. Yeah. But I mean, what's the worst thing? The worst they're going to say is, our zoom dress code (laughs) is no cat ears. (laughs) Okay, cool. Didn't know it wasn't written in the dress code. Therefore I just did what I wanted. (laughs) Right. That's the worst that's going to happen. They're not going to fire you because you put freaking cat ears on. That's reasonable. And if they were to, we don't want to work for people like that. You know, like there's that, that train of thought, right. That if I'm not hurting anybody, then it's all good, right? Because it's for me. And I think, you know, like, as you were talking, I was thinking about the, you know, like, you know, you're listening right now and you're going, yeah, sure. You know, like, I get it. I'm understanding what you're saying. How (laughs) the hell does this apply to me? (laughs) And so when I'm in the space of, you know, my little rogue therapy bubble, we do the million dollar question, which is, you know, so you have millions of dollars, what do you do? What do you do next? I just hand you millions of dollars. You now don't have to work. You are now disconnected from passion equal, you know, like we're deprogramming from the matrix. There is no money. There is no whatever. You now just get to move freely. Everything is taken care of, auto draft, whatever. You like you literally touch no money from now on. It's all just taken care of. What do you do? What would you do? What do you want to do in every day? What is that? What would that mean to you? And there's nobody judging you. There's nobody judging you negatively for anything that you do. What would you do? And we start there because that's, you know, how we're starting to get into the passions of like, okay, oh, so you would read a lot. Okay. So you love reading. What is it about reading that you love? And we start to dive into each and every little facet, which feels like it could be tedious when you hear me saying it, but it's not because when we hit it, when we hit it, I see my clients light up. They start rambling. They start expand. Like I get all the information. Some of it goes way over my head because what they're talking about is like, I don't get it, but go, <laughs> go, go, go. And I, and then after they finish, I say, see how inspired you were. That's a passion that you maybe have just decided you can't 
work within or you know you've you've applied capitalism to it and now it's not fun or something so we hold on to it okay we don't have to do anything right this second tomorrow you don't quit your job and then you know go get on a paddle boat because you love paddle boating like that's not what i'm saying to do (laughs) and that the money will come like that's not (laughs) that's not practical in our world we have to be still practical but so we do that million dollar question and then when we're talking about it I have to, and this, I have to do with every single client that I've ever asked this to. I have to say, it's not lazy. I say that to everybody. It's not lazy because people will say things like I'll sleep in and, or I wouldn't do anything. I would just travel. I wouldn't work, you know, and they start to think of lazy. I'm lazy. I'm now going to be, you know, uninspired or not uninspired, but I'm supposed to be doing something. And it's like, no you're not like this is the programming that we have decided that if you take a two-hour nap if you are a person who wants to take a two-hour nap every day that you're lazy uh no you're not you your body needs a nap you sleep differently than other people it's not laziness but there's all these things that we find that are part of our programming that totally block our living well totally block our manifestation of our passions as bigger parts of our lives and th- these are these are const- constructs that were uh, uh, like forced on us. Do we still have to live with them in them in some you know capacity? Of course, we have to have a roof over our heads. However, that roof can look like whatever you want it to look like. I have friends who live in tiny houses. I have friends who don't live anywhere and RV around the country because that's what they want to do. I have friends who, you know, rent. I have friends who own. I have friends who live in tiny, you know, like tiny places, big places, whatever they feel makes them able to survive at the level that they need to versus feeling like they have to have this or have to have that. And just kind of all that, those things that were forced on us. It's like, once you simplify all of this and once you start touching that passion, it changes all of the things around you that you want and need because you stop thinking according to programming and you start thinking according to your heart and your soul. You know, people who, (laughs) when you're watching those shows and they just sell their businesses and their houses and they go live on a tiny shack on the beach right you look at them and go what like you gave it all away and it's like they didn't give any they gave away their problems (laughs) they gave away all of the things that were forced upon them through programming and they listened to themselves and now they're living their fulfilled life yeah that's all they needed was that environment and they weren't listening to themselves. And that's why they weren't happy. And like the, these are the ways to get at it. I mean, this is my long way around to say that you've got to daydream. You've got to allow yourself to daydream. If you want to hit your passions, you have to allow yourself to be quote unquote ridiculous with your wants because those wants are leading you to your passion. And if you don't do any of that, you are going to continue to live in the programmed matrix. And it's sad. And I don't want that for anyone. I want everybody to break free. Does that mean that we all go anarchy and nobody goes to work tomorrow? No, it just means that we all find our places. People who love numbers are still going to be accountants because they do love it. 
<laughs> I don't understand it because <laughs> I do not love it. But there are people I know, they love it. We're still going to have everybody who does stuff, right? But there's going to be more inspiration. People are going to still work at fast food restaurants, but they're going to do things with, that they're passionate about on the outside. So they're going to be happy. They're going to live through their shifts at McDonald's in a different way than before when it was despair and, you know, I have nothing else in my life. Right. And I'm sorry if y'all heard my dog barking. <laughs> I think my child's outside of the door torturing my dog a little bit. <laughs> well, I hope friends that it's inspired you to think about what's in your heart and inspired you to open up your mind to the and more of possibilities that you could be living in your heart space and doing the things. And that is your purpose. Your purpose is to do the things that make you happy, whether it's for money, whether it's for pleasure, however it is, but to do the things that light you up, that make you happy, that give you joy. That is our purpose. It's not our purpose is to be us. Yes. Our purpose our is, unique beings is, is to navigate our lot through our lives, to find healing, to find joy and to find happiness and to just live. Mm-hmm. And I encourage that rather than thinking you need to wait until you find your grand purpose in life to begin living. You're already living some of your purpose without even knowing you just haven't, you just don't see it that way. Right. So 100% really step into your heart and that's where you'll find your purpose or part of your purpose or one of your purposes or 10 of them, whatever. It's not about finding that grand purpose and doing just that, that that's going to guarantee you that success that you desire. The success only comes, it's, it's, it's your brain's way of trying to trick you into not being in your heart space. That is where your purpose is, is in your heart. We're looking for fulfillment. Fulfillment is the success. Yes, absolutely. And the joy, that's that's the success. Yes. So I love you. We love you. And if you have questions or if you're still unsure or if you need some help, maybe a meditation to get you to your heart space, we will help you with that as well. Absolutely. So you know where to find us. And we will talk to you again soon. Yeah. Love you. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's Angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.